This is Chris Slade, former University of Virginia defensive end, graduate of 1993, back on the staff at UVA. Excited to be back coaching um, my old stomping grounds. You're listening to the Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Welcome to the Jerry Ratcliffe Show. I am Chris Graham, and uh, Jerry, you've worked your magic again. We've got a special in-season guest joining us today on the podcast. We sure do, Chris, and uh, it's great to have him. It's uh, somebody I've had respect for and uh, for not just being a great baseball coach, but also just being a great guy uh, ever since he's set foot in Charlottesville. And um, talking about Virginia baseball coach Brian O'Connor. Brian, how are you today, man? Great, Jerry. Thanks for having me on. As you know, it's always a pleasure. I love talking baseball with you, UVA sports, anything, you know, and um, excited to be on. You know, we're, we're actually, as you know, Jerry, we're right at the 50% mark. We're right at the midway point. You're allowed to play 56 games in, in college baseball, and we've played 28 uh, as of today. And so uh, the Cavaliers are doing well, and hopefully we can have as, as successful second half as we have in the first half of the season. I was looking at the Scott Fitzgerald's, uh, I guess Scott Fitzgerald tweeted it out this morning that you guys are uh, consensus number three in the country and all the, uh, what, a million college baseball polls are out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a nice thing to wake up to, right? It is. You know, Jerry, uh, I mean, you've been covering sports long enough to know that, um, you know, the polls are the polls. And when you're at the halfway point, you know, the nice thing about the polls is it recognizes what has been accomplished, certainly not a predictor of what is going to be happen, but uh, it's a recognition of what has been done, which is important. And also, too, you know, it, it also impacts excitement around the program, recruiting, um, you know, fan involvement coming out to the stadium, which we have flourished in that area so far this year. And so, Happy to see, you know, it's a nice reward for the work that our guys have done in a validation and, you know, but, uh, you know, Jerry, all we, all we care about is what's the, uh, what's the number at the end of the year. So that's what we're working towards every day. And, and, um, we're, we're excited to, uh, keep moving forward. Absolutely. Well, you guys are coming off an incredible, uh, series win over Georgia tech, um, that was that was quite impressive, and um, I know it put a smile on your face. Sunday's crowd, but uh, this Rune Park record over five thousand fans in the stadium. What what was that? What was that like when you walked out and saw the crowd? Uh, you know, uh, I know Jerry. At first, there's been a lot of people that have been working really hard to make this happen. We started a lot of promotions. Uh, you're aware that we we announced a couple of weeks ago that anybody 12th grade and younger gets into the ballpark for free with the purchase of a, of an adult ticket. And, you know, there's just been a lot of things done. Louisa County uh, public school systems did a big promotion on Sunday and just so much has been poured into it. And Jerry, you know, we, we've got this gorgeous stadium that so many people in our community and former players have worked hard through contributions to build this facility that we have and it's been built over the last 20 years and um, you know it's just great to see it full you know um, we're, we were about 800 shy of full capacity which is about 6,000 and to 
you know, to walk out on that mound and make a pitching change in the middle of the game and to look around and see, you know, people in every seating option possible is just, it's rewarding. It's rewarding because you know that you put a good product on the field. You know that there's a lot of donors and fans that are passionate about having success in our baseball program. And so you see that all come to fruition and have the largest crowd ever. And, and you, listen, I'll make the prediction on your show, Jerry, that we are going to continue to break this attendance record this year. We've got some great opponents coming up in April and early May. The weather's going to get better. And I just see us continuing in some of these ACC games to continue to break this record. And I just, I want to push it to the end and I want to try to get us at full capacity at some point this year. That would be really cool. I think you will, especially if the weather cooperates because uh, I think that's the only thing that holds some people back is sometimes it gets a little chilly this time of year, but um, that was a beautiful day and uh, they came rolling out. <laughs> yeah, they did. You know, I mean, the weather certainly in our sport plays a big part of it, you know, and you got rain delays, you got cancellations, you got moving game times, things like that. That's just the nature of the sport. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of great things being done out here. A lot of great seating options. Hey, and we, you can have a beer or a glass of wine now in the stadium. Right. And so, right, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, uh, there's so many options for fans and, pretty cool and it's awesome to what has been built here looking for a great dining experience in charlottesville look no further than the aberdeen barn the barn has been family owned and operated since 1965 with terry and angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at virginia's big time steakhouse enjoy the fine dining or relax in the sportsman's bar a fantastic place to wind down and socialize surrounded by flat screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events you never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen barn where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times check it out online at aberdeenbarn.com or call 434-296-4630 uh chris Coach, how much of, of this, not the momentum uh, on the field, 25-3 and three start, also the fans, how much of that do you think is attributed to the, the great finish last year, April, May, and June, uh, and, and building off of that for you guys? Well, Chris, great question. I think, um, you know, to, to, to have success on the field, to have a strong fan base and fan support, you know, it all has so many different tentacles, right? One of them being, how'd you finish last year? And certainly the run going to Omaha uh, and with the excitement with all of that has a lot to do with it, right? Another thing that has to do with it is, you know, how do you market the product, right? The third thing would be success on the field. And we've never been 25 and three in 28 games in the history of our program. We have had incredible weather here in Charlottesville in March, better weather than we've ever had. I mean, there were some days, I remember the Sunday game against Penn State, it was 76 degrees, you know, in, in early March, you know, and so I think a lot of things have cooperated. Nothing replaces the finish last year and the success on the field, but you got to have all those things, right? And you got to have all those things working in your favor. It can't just be one of them in order to draw people out and put them in the seats. 
you and your staff had great success in the offseason finding some pitchers on the transfer portal. I don't I don't know that I've ever seen uh, the Virginia program have, uh, you know, a lot of transfers come in and certainly have the success that your guys have had early this season. Well, Chris, thanks for recognizing that, um, you know, those those young men have made a big impact in our program, um, you know, just for all the fans out there to understand the baseball recruiting rules and things. Last year was the first time in about 17 years where a baseball player could transfer from one school to the other and be immediately eligible. We had this rule like basketball did and football did to where you had to sit out a year. So the transfers weren't as frequent. Well, when the new transfer rule came into effect and kids could come and play right away, you know, it just opened up so many doors and you're exactly right. Brian Gursky, transferred from Southern Cal, has jumped into our rotation and did a, has done a nice job. You know, uh, Will Gertis um, is a our closer who has pitched in 12 ball games. He's transferred from Columbia, has uh, has really done some some nice things. Dylan Bowers is a transfer from Northern Colorado. That um, you know, Chris Jerry, this guy looks like he should be playing tight end for the Cavaliers. He's a monster, <laughs> you know, and he's pitched in 12 games for us. So, you know, we've had a nice influx of guys that have helped us on the mound and, and we needed it. We lost a lot off last year and they've done a tr tremendous job. Uh, I know you're all about pitching and defense, but, uh, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I know that you knew preseason, you were going to have a good offense, but this offense is not going to cover off the ball, Brian. Well, it is Jerry. I mean, you know, from covering, our team for the last 19 years, the, the emphasis that I put on pitching and defense, I've just always felt like those two areas, they give you a chance in every ball game. And if you're going to win in Omaha on the biggest stage, you better be able to pitch it and you better be able to catch it uh, because just the, the, the pitching you face out there is just too good. And so uh, that said, you're right. I mean, we, in this first half at the midway point, this is the best half offensively that we've ever had in our time here as, as coaches. Um, and the exciting part about it, Jerry, is that it's not just the home runs, although the home runs have been through the roof and it's been a lot of fun, but we also can, we also got, we're 41 of 48 stolen bases. You know, we've got some guys in the lineup that can run. We've got some good athletes. We've got an ability to score runs from different points in the lineup. So it's been fun. You know, uh, we haven't had that many close games because of the offense, but uh, those close games are coming. Um, more of them are on the way, and and uh, it's just been a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of the home runs, I mean, you guys already have smashed the <laughs> the home record at Disharoon Park for most home runs in a home season. Uh, Geloff is leading the nation in, in home runs, I think, with 14, if I'm not mistaken. What what's been? What do you think uh, is up with all that? Is it, these guys are just uh, having a spectacular year, or what? Because it's yeah. not an easy place to hit a home run in. Hey Jerry, you know the way it works. When they're hitting home runs and having success, it's all coaching. When it, when they're <laughs> not, it's not coaching, right? Um, but uh, exactly. Uh, you know, Jerry, it's hard to put a, a your your finger on it. I think it's a combination of things. Um, one being, I think, I think we have some pretty talented players uh, for sure. Um, so the skill level is really good. Um, secondly, you know, the, 
I, I mentioned the weather earlier. Nothing has, you know, more to do with home runs than weather. And, um, you know, when the, when the weather's warm, you know, it's why Charlie Manuel used to always call like, you know, uh, July and August hitting season, right. In the major leagues, yeah. because when the weather's that warm, the ball just flies. And it's been in fe February and March were uncharacteristically warm here in Charlottesville, not taking anything away from our guys, but that's a factor. Uh, winds blowing out can be a factor. And, and also too, I, I just think our overall approach has been very, very aggressive. Um, and, you know, I believe hitting's a little bit, it's a little contagious, you know, when guys are having success, you look to your right and left and say, Hey, this guy's knocking them out and this guy's hitting with the high average. Well, I can and need to too. And it just kind of snowballs. And it's, it's, it's been fun to watch how that self-confidence and what they're doing has grown. And, and, you know, I, I don't know if this matters at all too, Jerry, I, I think it does a little bit for the first time, and the, for the first time in our program, since we've been here, we've made a conscious effort through the entire fall for our position players. We switched to from lifting weights three times a week to four times a week. We put a more overall emphasis on physical strength more than we ever have. And, you know, I, I think that's been a little bit of a factor as well. And so they're getting a little bit out of what they've put into it. UVA Orthopedics and Sports Medicine boast one of the finest teams of doctors in the country. And they're right here in Charlottesville to not only provide care for the University of Virginia athletic teams, but also the Charlottesville and Central Virginia communities. UVA Orthopedics has been a proud sponsor of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show for the past two years with numerous team members featured in weekly segments where doctors share great insight into various sports injuries, what causes them, how to treat them, and recovery time. Their team of experts are there for you and offer the best care to solve your health problems and get you back on your feet. Let their team of specialists get you back in the game. That's, that's, that's an interesting aspect. You might start a trend there. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you and I need to start lifting more. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm going to do one more day a week just to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, Coach, your 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 second and third leading hitters are true freshmen. You've obviously had a lot of talent over your 19 years, but Casey and Griff talk about what they're doing as true freshmen. It usually takes guys a little bit of time to acclimate, and, and they've they've done a great job through the first half of the season. Yes, they sure have, Chris. Thanks for recognizing that. Um, you know, first, Griff O'Farrell's our leadoff hitter. He's been our leadoff hitter all year. He's true for, true, true freshman um, and, and playing shortstop, which are two difficult things to do, lead off and play shortstop as a true freshman. He's gifted. Um, you know, there's a skill set that's, that's, that's good. But I, I, I love the way this kid's wired. Tough kid, high school quarterback, comes from an athletic family, uh, just, just gets it. And so uh, his presence and the way he plays, the, the results don't surprise me because I know how he's wired. Uh, Casey Saki was a uh, really highly uh, thought of recruit in high school that came to us as a third baseman, has transitioned to an outfielder because we have a pretty good third baseman, Jake Geloff. And so, um, you know, Casey's just hit the ground running. We thought the, the, the one thing that he could really, really do coming out of high school is hit. 
And not only is he hitting for average, he's hitting for power and knocking in runs. And then, you know, and then on top of that, we've got other contributions, you know, from, you know, Ethan Anderson has done a nice job. He's hitting a 300 for us and playing first base and DH and Colin Tuft has done some DH and played some, some left field. Uh, Justin Rubin has started, you know, eight or 10 games at second base for us and is hitting over 300. So, Really, there's a combination from the offensive side of the ball. There's about five guys that are first years that are making real significant contributions. It's been fun, and it bodes well for the future of the Cavaliers. One one other first year, if you could talk about Jay Wolfolk and what he's doing out of the bullpen for you guys, and also maybe the relationship that you have with Coach Elliott and I mean, I, the football team's in spring practice right now. And, and Coach Elliott saying, hey, he's my backup quarterback, but right now the University of Virginia needs him out there in the bullpen for Brian O'Connor and his team so they can bring home a championship. Could you talk about that special relationship? Because Jay's doing some amazing things, and it's got to be tough to be in his position to be the backup quarterback right now and future starting quarterback perhaps, and also throwing those big innings for you out of the bullpen. Well, when I think of Jay Wolfolk, a smile comes to my face, Chris. It, you know, I mean, uh, what he is doing is incredibly rare at this elite level of college athletics, you know, to play quarterback at a power five uh, football program, not only play quarterback, got to start again against Notre Dame in his, in his freshman year, true freshman year. And then to, uh, to leading us in appearances out of the bullpen, one of the top programs in the country and to handle that pressure, the kids got great poise He's obviously skilled, but he's got something special about him. Now, this all wouldn't be possible without Coach Elliott. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Coach Elliott and the way he, you know, um, the way he's going to lead our football program. But, you know, the, and the great example of that is how he has handled Jay Wolfolk. He understands that, you know, this is a special kid, special athlete that has a chance to do a couple of different things. Um, he's worked really well with him and been understanding and, uh, and he's coach Elliott has been very straightforward and, and him and I with me and him and I have had a great relationship on what is in the best interest of Jay Wolfolk, but also what's in the best interest of the university of Virginia and all of it combined and, and, uh, just excited for the opportunity that this young man has and, uh, uh, in, in both sports and, um, you know, just, he's somebody in, in college athletics and, and at the University of Virginia that we should prop up and, and say, hey, this is, this is a student athlete of what he's doing is, is incredibly impressive. Yeah, uh, Brian, t Tony told us the other day that if uh, you guys are in uh, Omaha, he says, I'm going to be sitting there with my son eating popcorn and cheering for him. So, well. <laughs> You, you know, and you know, Jerry, Tony's got some some baseball in his background and right. uh, loves the sport of baseball. And um, I, I, I from talking to the Clemson coaches, you know, my understanding is uh, his boys are pretty special baseball players. So uh, we'll look forward to having them around uh, our baseball diamond for years to come. There you go. Uh you told us, I guess, a little over a week ago that uh, it, as great as everything's been going, that you guys are, are going to get hit in the mouth at some point, uh, and you're anxious to see how they respond. But what did did was that that first moment was that Saturday, uh, our Friday, uh, brother? 
you know, yeah, there, there were moments in this series, and, and, and this is what I talk about, Jerry, there was, there was moments in this series last weekend where that happened a little bit. And what I was speaking to last week when I talked about that is there's moments in a game that you kind of get, you know, I called it punched in the mouth, but you kind of get, get back on your heels a little bit, you know, and, and you want to see how your team responds. And in each of the three games this weekend at Georgia Tech, we gave up runs in the first inning. They either scored two or three runs in each of the three games. And in every, all three of the games, we came fighting right back, right? We just didn't take the punches. We got right back in there and got right back in the mix, got right back into the game. Those are qualities, I think, a quality that I think a team needs to learn. And you don't know for sure how they're going to handle it until you, until you see it live. And so I was excited to see how, we fought back and how we battled uh, back and got ourselves back in the game and won two out of three, you know, but I, I, I don't know. I can't predict the future, but there, there will probably be tough weekends that happen. Hey, listen, this conference is a, this conference in baseball is a juggernaut. I mean, it's every weekend and we're going to go to Miami this weekend and, you know, they're a top 10 team in the country and have swept the last two, uh, conference series is, and they're, they're really talented. And so there, you want to see how a team reacts to it within the game, kind of like Kansas did last night, right? Kansas could lay down if they chose to in the second half, but no, they decided to come back from the largest deficit in the history of the NCAA championship game. And I love seeing that, right? You love seeing a team that, responds and so I saw that this weekend and you know we'll see how we respond from game to game uh, when that happens yeah if uh, if Bill Self had been listening to Charles Barkley they might not have fallen behind so bad he, he's, he's he said three or four times I don't know what the hell they were doing in the first half <laughs> yeah well maybe sir, maybe sir Charles the next time that the Kansas head coaching job is open maybe he should put his application <laughs> in <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. <pay> it <laughs> yeah, that's right. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Miami this weekend. What? Tell us a little bit about their team. Uh, what? Uh, what? What's your? What concerns you about the Hurricane? You know, I'll, I'll tell you, Jerry. I, I, you know, I, I honestly have not looked at them yet. Um, okay. You know, I, I just know how much they've won, and right. you know, pay attention to the standings and things like that. That. Um, you know, they're obviously one of the storied college baseball programs in the history of college baseball. And I know they got a lot of players returning. I'll tell you what, first and foremost, buddy, I'm, I'm concerned about this game tomorrow night with Liberty. Uh, right. Liberty, Liberty's pretty good. you know, Liberty, you know, geez, they were in the NCAA tournament last year. And I'll tell you, you know, I talk to a lot of the professional scouts all the time, uh, the Major League Baseball scouts, because we're dealing with them with our players. And they all said, that this fall in the early season that they think Liberty is one of the best teams talent wise in our region. And so that says a lot. And, you know, Liberty started off the year, they beat Florida two out of three at Florida. They're 17 and nine having a great year. So we're going to have our hands full tomorrow night at, at seven o'clock. And then once we uh, get through that one, then I'm going to flip the switch and focus my attention on the, the hurricanes down in Miami. Yeah, and, and and a lot of these state schools come after you guys like it's the, their World Series anyway. So, 
Look. Yeah, and uh, and they're good, you know. Uh, Liberty's yeah. an NCAA tournament type team. Uh, we've got them, and then go to Miami. This is an interesting stretch for us, Jerry. In that we got Liberty Wednesday night. It was really good um, at Miami, and then we have o- ODU in the middle of the week. Uh, you we all know that you know we, they were the you know uh, the top seed in the, uh, the regional last year at South Carolina, and we had to beat them twice to, to go on to the Super Regional, and they're having a fantastic right. year. And then we go on the road to Pittsburgh, who's one of the hottest teams in the league. So the next two weekends on the road in the league, sandwiched between two really challenging midweek games, um, is going to be a really, really good challenging opportunity for our team. Absolutely. Chris? It occurs to me, Coach, thinking through, 52 weeks uh, from Friday night would have been uh, the Friday night down in Atlanta when you guys uh, lost the opening games, uh, dropped to 11-14, and 14, and, and things turned around the next day. So what a, what a difference a year makes. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you know, this, this the beginning of this one was totally different than last year. And, you know, fortunately, our, our guys found it down the stretch run last year and flipped that switch and did enough to to earn that opportunity. And, you know, but the beginning of this one's been totally different. That's why, you know, this it's so great to be a college baseball coach or coach of anything, really, because every group every year, it's a different journey and not one of them. This is my 19th season here. Right. And every one of them has been different and fun and frustrating and unique and um, in its own, in its own way. And that's what makes it special. And as a, as a leader of the program, we, as coaches, you know, we're responsible for the pulse of the team and adapting how the team is handled as you go through this journey each year. And they're all different. And this one's different and more unique than any of them that we've had. Like I said, we in 28 games, we've never won 25 of them. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what's in, on the horizon for this 2022 Cavaliers. All right. Well, there you have it from uh, Coach O'Connor. Uh, go out tomorrow night and support the Wahoos against Liberty try to fill that stadium up again <laughs> yeah and, uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of attractions out there other than just baseball you like like you said beer wine uh hot dogs all kinds of other stuff so uh go out and support your wahoos and uh see if you can get them another big win well thanks jerry chris thanks for having me on guys it's uh, awesome you know i'm always here would love to jump on at any time and thanks for the opportunity and and go who's thank you sir and good luck we'll uh, we'll definitely bring you back uh, some more as the season progresses all right let's do it <laughs>